Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, dealing with our COVID-style recording for yet another week. Um, we've been Skyping here. I haven't, it's been a while since I've actually seen you guys face-to-face. Oh, we saw, I saw you, what, two weeks ago? For your birthday. A couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We social distance, and uh, that was fun. But... There are some other people in our lives who have been um, socializing while social distancing. That's right. So our husbands, who now call themselves the anchor dads. What? That doesn't make any sense. Just for it the doesn't, not because none of them work in news. But, uh, well, not really. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so they decided to have a little backyard social distance gathering last night in, in our backyard. Um, which was hilarious. It was, it was great to see y'all's husbands. Always fun. Um, I only popped down for a minute just to say hello, but the mm-hmm. most hilarious part was when they get there. So, uh, we have discovered at our, at our new house, you guys know, we just moved at our new house. We have discovered that there's a huge patch of mint growing. And so now, um, my husband who is a bartender in a former life, really? um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. knows how to make mm-hmm. good cocktails. I didn't know. He that. does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, hidden um, skill. he has a lot of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So he is now wanting to come up with mint infused cocktails, obviously. So he immediately offers uh, Katie's husband a mint julep, which, you know, I'm thinking like, <laughs> this is going to be like a beers in the backyard type thing. But all of a sudden we're getting out like the fancy glasses <laughs> and, you know, making mint juleps. And Crushing Brian mint. is like all about it. He's, he's, he's like, I love mint. Mint is my favorite thing. I have mint chapstick. I have mint lotion. I have mint toothpaste. Everything is mint in my life. This is like heaven. I love mint. Which is so funny because I feel like he's like, kind of like a guy's guy. He's like a dude from like Long Island. Exactly. Right, right. He's like buzz cut dude. Like, what's up? I'll take a mint julep. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just the opposite of Where's what Where's my baseball bat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But exactly. I'll have a mint julep actually and a fancy glass. Um, so then, so then Ingrid's husband, John gets there and they're like, do you want a mint julep? John's like, "Mm, I don't know. Now what's in that again? Asking the ingredients. And he's like, I don't know. I'm really trying to watch my sugar. I'm really trying to watch my carbs. I think I'd better pass on this one. I'm going to stick with the the beer. Anyway, so there was, there was a couple of mint juleps to be had. There was lots of conversation. Um, the big conversation, though, guys, is they're trying to scheme how they can get on the podcast. They've so been working lots... on this for, like, months. Yes. Well, there was, there was... since the birth of the podcast, they have been trying to really? squeeze their way in somehow. I would like a PowerPoint presentation on what their episodes are going to be like from them, like a real boardroom presentation before we accept exactly their proposal. 
Like I need well, promises of viewership. Listenership. Listenership. How, how many, you know. how, how is this going to impact our ratings, folks? Give us the numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they are really thinking hard about it. Um, they even, I like the idea. I they like brought the idea. up some, some different, you know, thoughts some different suggestions. Brian is really into um, explaining his man skills and how, <laughs> you know, I think his thought process is oh. the women talk about all that the, they do as moms, but like we men, we bring a lot to the table too. And like, look at all that we can do. You know, I, they're trying to, you know, feel validated. Right, maybe, but the and... things that he listed are not, like, normal things that people need to necessarily do to run a household. Right. Like, I don't know, escape, like, handcuffs and ride a motorcycle. <laughs> That's not necessary. <laughs> like, I don't need the, your help with that. I need you to just do the dishes. Do you know what a other man skill is that Brian is always like, come on, it's like man skill 101. You're supposed to carry a certain amount of cash on you. Okay, so that's I don't know. an old person thing. I don't yeah. know if your husbands carry cash, but if they're going to hang out with Brian, no. do, not, do not reveal to him that you don't carry like 50 bucks in cash because you just never know when you're going to need a little bit of and cash. And now your husband's getting that. mugged as we speak. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, Karen told me that he wants to write a book on man skills. This is what he revealed <laughs> Apparently. last night after several, several mint juleps. So, uh, I'm I mean, they're going to be... Ryan, I am going to pre-order on Amazon that book. <laughs> they're writing books. They're, they're really, like, taking they're off with our podcast. <laughs> they're, they've got lots of great ideas, guys. Like, we are really underutilizing our husbands here. Well, stay tuned, folks, because we will have the dads on at some point, and we will, we will let you know on social media when that happens. The anchor dads who aren't on TV. Correct. But they got to come up, they have to come up with another name. Okay, yeah. that's my only thing. I think it's cute. Anchor dads? Yeah. I don't know if it's like historically accurate, but. From the news desk. So actually, this is a great segue into our first article today, which will offer you no advice, my friends. But if you grew up, I sort of feel like in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, you will totally appreciate this article. Um, it's written by a dad for Kilgore News Herald. Um, and it looks like he writes an, a, a column, and it's called Saving the American Shopping Mall. So he talks about, and I don't know that this is necessarily because of COVID-19 and the pandemic, and I think it's just because the way we shop in America um, is just not very conducive to mall shopping. But he talks about how he's trying to save shopping malls in America. So he takes his two daughters um, to, um, to the mall, and he sort of talks about the experience and did you guys, as I was reading this, so much of this resonated with me as oh, yeah. somebody who went to the mall? Yes. Um, so he talks about, um, first he talks about how architects design malls to wear down impatient dads until they are willing to hand over their cash as long as they can sit down. Um, <laughs> he also mentions all of the places that dads go like Claire's, which I didn't even realize was around. Do you guys remember Claire's? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one's the last time I've been doing Claire's. I mean, years. Decades. Oh I actually went to Claire's to buy River um, some hair accessories for my sister's wedding. So I can say that wow. I've been in there. Yes, not that long ago. Um, so he talks about one of their clever marketing strateg strategies is to hand each child a personal shopping basket, basket, suggesting that she is in full charge of all buying decisions 
which she is if she just would hurry up. And then he says, if you're lucky, you'll catch the blood-curdling screams of a toddler having her lobes impaled with a nail gun at the ear piercing station. Claire, Oh, yeah, that's where torture. you go. That's where you go to get your ears pierced. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, is that even safe? I'm not sure. So anyway, he recommends Claire's. And then Justice. Are our kids old enough to wear Justice clothes? Yeah, no, I hope I've not. never heard of Justice. I don't know. Oh, Justice. what? It's, yeah. it's what? Um, isn't it what Limited 2 used to be? I think so. Oh. And also, we should say Justice yeah. wasn't around when we were no. rats. Oh, I was all day. about Limited 2. I thought that oh, me stuff too. was so nice and, like, expensive and trendy. And then I upgraded to the limited. Oh, are they going to say like the gap or something? <laughs> well, the limited was like when you were older, you could go to the limited. Or but the limited, did you have those lim- the limited too where you would have like um, the legging shorts that were like floral and then like the top that matched like one of the colors? Do you know what I'm talking sounds about? Sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I feel like when I first started in news, I had um, lots of pants that were from the, the like the limited. They were like yes, kind of stretchy, exactly. but I yeah. felt very chic in them. And now looking back, they were basically polyester. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, you can go to Justice and spend um, two hundred dollars for a shirt the size of a band aid for thirty percent off the original price. And again, the original price is two hundred dollars. Um, And he says there is simply no justice for dads at justice. And then he talks about Bath and Body Works, which I don't know about you guys. I still love Bath and Body Works. But remember (laughs) back in the day, that was like the place to go. In fact, my first job in TV news, I worked part-time at Bath and Body Works. Um, Did you? That's hilarious. Really fun. Yeah, you make no money. I had to pay my rent. Um. I still order stuff from Bath and Body Works and I enjoy it. Um, but he says he opens jar after jar, ignoring the awkward stares of fellow shoppers while I close my eyes and savor the aroma of freshly baked nothingness. Mm-hmm. Then he talks about the cookie place. There's a cookie place in the Asheville Mall. Have you there guys is. Great, great, American great American cookie book? is what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, I, highly, I highly enjoy it, although it's been a while since I've been there. So anyway, he's just talking about... Um, this is a way that we can support businesses uh, during COVID. Well, what he's saying is he's encouraging all of us to visit local shopping malls. Um, he says it's exhausting. It's expensive. It'll push you to the brink of insanity. But these businesses need our support more now than ever. I, I mean, I hear, what, I hear where he's coming from. But also, I hate going to the mall. Same. Oh, yeah. Same. I hate, hate going to the mall. But did you hate going to the mall when you were a kid? That's what he's talking about. His daughters love going to the mall. Right. I know. I know. That's like what we did. Even if you have zero money, you can still walk around mm-hmm. and look at everything and like think about boys. Yeah. Yeah. But do, I don't think kids still really do that anymore. I mean, this I guy is in like, I think in a small town in Texas. So maybe it's, I don't know, more of like a rural thing. I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a hilarious read just because it's like, you know, he's telling you to do it at the same time that he's like totally bashing it and talking about <laughs> How awful it is. Exactly. Um, but I kind of feel like my dad could have written the same article. Like, probably not yeah. as funny. But, like, you know, all dads, like, hate going to the mall. Right. Um, I think my dad or my brother, one of the two, has, like, a rule that, like, you cannot, he cannot be in the mall for more than one hour. So, like, he, like, oh. starts his watch. And, like, if it's 50 minutes, like, you got to buzz he's out. because He's like, out. You can't be, which I get. Like, it's, it's hard to be in the mall for a long time. Whose shot is screaming? Ingrid's? I mean, whose do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I recently I don't moved know if my you can office. Pick that up. <laughs> Oof. 
yeah, it sometimes it picks up on my microphone while I'm on television. So wow. that's what wow. happened. I moved my my it. my in-home studio, Katie, to mm. uh, a different location in my house. So now everyone can hear me. Are you going to tell um, people that story? I didn't want to reveal that to you. Um, so, you know, Ingrid and I are both on the morning show. And Jay, my co-anchor, came up with a drinking game, which really just involves drinking our coffee and for him, Coke. So every time Ingrid would say in-home studio, we would cheers on the desk. And she didn't know it because Ingrid can't see us, but we can see her because, of course, she's at home. We're in the studio. And so we revealed it to her this week. And we have noticed that you have not said in-home studio. I did. I said it today. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I, like, said it very slowly and deliberately. (laughs) Well, why is it bad to say that? It is an in-home studio, right? Yeah. No, it's not bad. So, yeah, you know, sometimes people like to pick on other people, which is fine. That's, like, a thing. Which is just rude, to be be honest. You know, and then talk about it on air. So then I – don't worry. Katie's just getting me back because I, earlier this week, told viewers that she brushes her teeth with her child's toothbrush <laughs> and she uses the same loofah as her husband. So we're even at this point. I think that might've all been in the same show. So viewers here in Western North Carolina learn a lot about <laughs> Yeah, this. Katie, yeah. secrets are yeah. being revealed. Wait till your yeah. husband comes on the podcast. I know, right? Thanks, Thank you. And Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. Moving on to the next article. Um, This is called When Parents Get Parented. um, And it's from the New York Times. It says the um, joys and challenges of living with grandparents during a pandemic. So it talks about how this particular couple and their kids have moved in with with the parents, the grandparents, uh, so that they can have help during COVID when they're working from home. They've got young children. Um, And of course, there's going to be some issues some spits and spats and, you know, some conflict there. But they talk about how, um, give some advice on what to do and how to make sure it all works. And um, this really resonated with me. Um, So we, you know, I've had all three toddlers home this whole time, um, trying to work from home. And my husband, Gregory, has been going to work. So I've literally had had them by myself. So, we moved a couple of weeks ago and my mom came to help um, with the move and stayed for a week. You guys, it was like, it was like a, a knight riding in on like a white horse to like <laughs> save the princess or something. Not that I'm the princess, but in, in any case, it was, it was, it was like unbelievable how my life changed from when it was just me feeling like I right. was like drowning every yeah. day to all of a sudden I had a helper. I had a helper yeah. there, another set of like adult hands, mm-hmm. which was so nice. And one of the quotes in this article, my husband and I feel like we've been thrown a life preserver because we were drowning trying to do it all ourselves. And I think that's totally true. Um, you know, no matter if your parents live with you or come to help or if you have a nanny, whatever the situation is, it's just hard to do it by yourself, especially during COVID, right? Um, and so it, it, it just really, you know, one of the things that this seems like such a silly thing, but my mom did the dishes every night and I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've done the dishes. I mean, sometimes Gregory, you know, we try to kind of help out, but most every night for four months, like to have like one or two nights where I didn't have to do the dishes seems like such a small thing, but it was, it was like heaven on earth that, you know, one less thing that you have to worry about doing. 
Well, it sounds like you have a completely different opinion than this author because she's spending a lot of this article saying how hard it is yeah. to have her parents. She, so she moves in with her parents during right. COVID so she can have a sitter for her daughter. For her and kids, yeah. they're, they're fighting and, you know, the mom is telling her what to do and she doesn't like it. Um, so also in this article, it goes through the, these tips. Right. And I think they're, I think they're really good tips. If you have a second to go, it's from the New York times this article and we, we link all of our articles. But, um, one thing that I like, uh, one of the tips that I like is if it's your in-laws in yes. which there's a fight with the in-laws, do not get involved. Yes. It says, let your spouse manage any conflicts that arise. This doctor that the interview says, because the parent child relationship is much more resilient, the daughter-in-law or son-in-law relationship is not so much, um, so you want to take that out of the line of fire. And I think that's really good advice too. Like if it's, you know, if it's your husband's dad that you're, you have some sort of conflict with, just have him talk to the dad instead of you. Because again, he's going to probably forgive his son easier than the daughter-in-law, for example. Yeah. And the other, the other tips in the article, set ground rules, expect conflicts and deal with them quickly and have empathy for each other. Treat each other like adults. So, so I thought those were all. Yeah. What about when the grandparents are being parented by their kids? So, yeah, know, that I don't happens have, too. Like, I don't have a traditional, like, relationship with, you know, my parents or whatever. So this doesn't happen to me, but I will hear this happen to Brian occasionally, who, as we mentioned, is a very lovable, loud, bossy New Yorker. I'll hear him talking to his parents over the phone, who are also, of course, on Long Island, which has been a source of a huge outbreak of COVID, better now. Um, but less so a couple of weeks ago. And I'll hear him saying things like they're considering going um, on a road trip somewhere. And he'll be, you know, they'll be talking about a diner that they're going to stop at. And he's, he'll be ta- telling them to like, you shouldn't stop at the diner. You need to order takeout right. and stop on the side right. of the road. And like, are you wearing masks? Have you talked to everybody on this other trip? What have they been doing in terms of social distancing? And I sometimes, I think his parents do a really good job of this, but I can hear them sort of like chafing over the phone, like, uh, hi, like we're, a, you know, fully formed adults and like, we don't want your advice. Um, so I think maybe this goes two ways mm-hmm. as well. Like I Definitely. think it's hard, the older you get, the more tempted you are to offer your parents, maybe some unsolicited advice or like parental advice as well, you know, and maybe the same rules apply. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that especially during COVID, Katie, you're right. I think that for some reason, I felt like this a little bit with my parents and I've had a lot of friends who feel the same way. Like, yeah, like for some reason you're trying to like make sure your parents know, like, no, don't leave the house. Don't go to church. Like, don't do these things, which was weird coming from the younger generation. And I'm not sure really why that happened. Um, And the hard thing was they were the ones more vulnerable than or still are than we are. Right. So it was like, no, you really, of all people, should not be doing right, that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. It's it, kind it, of interesting. So listen to this. There are four generations living in one house right next door to me. Four wow. generations. Yeah. So there's the great grandmother, the grandmother, the mom, and then the grandson, essentially. And then there's, you know, dad and other siblings. And this was pre COVID. Like, this is pre pandemic. This is just their, that's their family. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I don't know how, but they make it work. And it's just unbelievable how they can do that. But in this article, they say that actually 30 million Americans were living in households with three generations before the pandemic, which I thought was, oh, 
a little surprising. Um, I don't, obviously my parents don't live with me, but they do babysit my children daily before the pandemic. So it kind of often felt like we were living together. And all I have to say is I'm going to reread this article because there are some good (laughs) tips in it. It's not easy. It's not easy to have your parents in your home, in your space, you know, on your turf all the time. Yeah. Right. It's hard. But it's also a blessing, right? It's like such a catch-22 because it's one of those situations that like you love it and you hate it at the same time. And I I would be willing to bet that they feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you just have to kind of, and this article says this a little bit, and for me, you know, my mom was only here for about a week, but um, you kind of have to forego some of that, you know, drama stuff just to be like, look at the bigger picture and how much you're helping me. Like, yeah, who cares if you make, like, one comment that I didn't agree with, like, oh, well, I know, you know, know. like, you're saving my life here. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I have a hard time letting go with that. It's hard to just let go and be like, I'm just going to be the bigger person and just let this go. Like, let it roll off your back. Yeah. 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 That's hard. Mama, mama. Mom's the word. Mama, mama. Um, and you know how usually your moms, uh, Katie and Ingrid, are like a, a beauty product or like a fashion tip. Or Do you have a beauty product? Luxurious, glamorous thing. <laughs> like a loofah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a loofah. Um, this week I have the opposite. Okay. Um, this week, I want to talk about how you should always have, as a mother, a gallon Ziploc bag in your car. In your okay. car. Is this to poop mm-hmm. in? No, but it could work for Maybe. that, too. I think it's got many purposes that I haven't even thought of yet. Throw up. Um, but, yes. So, we had a recent incident where um, Henry got carsick. Multiple times mm. on the same trip. This happened, this happened to River recently too, by the way. And it was yeah, the yeah. So here's, and I, I realized the more I thought about it, why this is, I think, really good advice for moms. So I always had like a plastic like trash bag in the in the car, just like for emergencies, whatever. Um, so we used that. Well, it had a hole in it. Mm. Oh, not great. Then I thought, you know, we always have the little potty in our car. So I thought, oh, we'll use like the the pot of the little potty, right? Well, the problem with that is there's like some splashage, like splashing back, you know? Um, So then I finally found randomly, I had just because of what we were doing that day, a gallon Ziploc bag, a new one. That is the perfect thing for a child if they get sick in the car because there's generally no holes. It's a thicker material. And then you can either dump it or just zip it up. You know, to help with the smell situation. Save it for later. Yeah. Um, Anyway, as as this is happening and I'm like thinking this is like, like scrambling, trying to find something in my car. I'm like using all these different things. And then I finally find the Ziploc bag and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And Mm -hmm. then I was thinking if you have like a poopy diaper or some sort of situation that you can't throw that out, put that buddy in there, zip it up you know, good to go. So now I'm carrying five gallons of block bags in my car, wherever I go, just in case. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really good advice to always have a gallon Ziploc bag, just for whatever reason, whatever emergency your kids may run into, you know, you're covered. Okay. And it's cheap. It's It's cheap. cheap. It's not necessarily, 
It's not necessarily glamorous, but I think it's good advice. I think every mom should put some Ziploc bags in their car. There you go. On to other news. All right, article three for you guys today. This comes from parents.com. Top five mom friend problems and how to fix them. Parenting is so much easier with good pals. Learn to overcome friendship hurdles and bond with women who get you. So I think this is an especially good article for new moms. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe if you're pregnant or if you're thinking about having kids or if you just have a tiny baby or even just a toddler because it's, you know, it's, it is. And we can speak to this so much easier to have mom friends to get through the struggle of motherhood. Um, And basically they just go through all these tips as to how to make mom friends. One good tip is go where moms are, which I feel like is maybe a little (laughs) bit more difficult during a a global pandemic. Um, you know, go where the moms are. Go like, where, where the moms is are. Is that like playground? the library? Like oh, the, the library, library. Like music classes. Yeah, like music classes, uh, parks, that sort of thing. But again, mo- a lot of these things and these meetups are all canceled. I know. I know. Um, so another tip that you can utilize right now is to utilize local Facebook mom groups, and I think a lot of us are probably in these as well. Um, and where we live here in Western North Carolina, there's one group that I often see posts from and the mom will post um, and say like, roll call, it's 3 a.m. Like, why are you up right now? And and it's kind of nice to have a that friend, you know, nice. you're up because, you know, mm-hmm. like your son has a fever or the baby won't sleep, um, something you're like nursing. that. And it's, you're nursing and literally you feel like you're the only person in the world and you're, you know, it's, it's really hard those early morning hours and you get on Facebook and you're like, oh, like I'm not the only person dealing with this and it makes you feel good. So I like this article. I would recommend going through and reading some of these tips. Um, and the, my favorite one is uh, your new mom friends don't mesh with your old Friends. Does this happen to you? Has this happened to you? Yeah, totally. I mean, I have yeah. friends that don't have kids, um, you know, or like, I mean, really, essentially, the three of us, we're all like new friends. We've only been friends for a number of, you know, a few years. For 10 minutes. We're like actually not even <laughs> friends. We just do this podcast. <laughs> We've actually <laughs> never met. We've never yeah. been in the same room together. <laughs> what <laughs> but, are your names um, again? <laughs> so like what I like, their, their tip here is to invite all of them together. You know, you're having a little get together in the backyard these days. And don't just invite those two friends that you always see, invite all of your friends and you'd be surprised how well they end up getting along after a little while. And it might, might make it a little bit easier for you to move forward with blending your friend groups, which I think is, is helpful. I have so few friends right now that, um, aren't moms. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just ended it right there? The, the period. I have so, so few friends right now. And you guys are like, <laughs> I have so few friends right now who aren't moms. Mm-hmm. or expecting to be moms. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, which when I guess that... is just very telling to, you know, like the, the stage in life that I'm at right now. So One of the other problems in this article is pre-kids friends group feels like it's drifting away. And, and I do feel like I felt that a little bit when I started having kids. Like, what do you talk about? Like, you don't want to be that one who like calls your old friends and is like, so my kid, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. like, but unfortunately, like once you have kids, that's like a big part of your life, you know, not unfortunately, yeah. but that's just how, how it is. Um, so I do remember that, like trying to like think of other things and then, you know, like you don't have any good stories about like going out or <laughs> doing anything fun. You're just taking care of your kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's important. And I, I think that 
you know, it always comes full circle, right? Like even if you were one of the first ones to have kids now, maybe those other friends who weren't doing it five years ago are doing it now. So you're on the same boat anyway. Right. Do you know where I go to find my mom friends? The news work. (laughs) (laughs) Work. Well, it worked for you. It worked. It worked. Win of the week. Um, Yeah. And we, um, we have a, yeah, a really fun announcement. Um, You guys remember, this is our win of the week, by the way. You guys remember our producer who ambushed us during one of our recordings back in the fall and announced she was pregnant. And then she came on and talked about being pregnant during COVID. She had her baby. Yay! Her name is Jamie. The mom is named Jamie. And their little boy is named Oliver Bear. So cute. cute So adorable. And he is so snuggly looking. He's so precious. He looks like his daddy. He does. And you know what we should do? We should totally, once things calm down for Jamie, let's get her on the podcast. She can Skype in and we can just check Mm -hmm. in on her and see. Yeah. I mean, what the scoop is, how she's doing, you know, what's it like to have a newborn well, during I mean, COVID. During COVID. I, I wonder. Yeah, you can't go out and do anything. Because, yeah, like I wondered if she had any relatives coming to visit. I'm really curious just how all of that's working out for her. So, but congratulations. Jamie Yay. is just an amazing person. And I have no doubt that she's going, she is an amazing mom as well. I'm yes. so happy for them. They are like pe- those people who like were made to be amazing parents, you know? Are I you going like... to share what you said before we started the podcast about like what the things that they put <laughs> on Instagram? <laughs> oh yeah. How they post was like, you know, the baby's what, a couple days old. Yeah. And they were like, this is the most amazing thing. This miracle. How could we ever lived without him? And I'm like thinking back on like my like first couple days with my first kid. I'm like, whew, I was like not in a good place. Like kind of struggling, like not sure what to do. Like I was just like, do I, am I sure I can do this? Can I handle this? Can I not get a break? Can I take a vacation yet? Like, well, I'm you know, those moments. Anyway, um, they're great parents and, and they're going to, um, I just can't wait to meet him. And I don't know when that's going to be, but I, I know you I see know. pictures of new babies and you just want to snuggle them. Yeah, he's really sweet. So congratulations to Jamie and Simon, and uh, welcome, Oliver Bear. Can you guys hear that knock at my door? Yeah, that's your kid. Hello, Mom. Does that mean it's time for the podcast to end? It's like they know it's up. They know we're done. They can feel it. They can sense it in my blood. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Time to wrap it up, ladies. Kids are calling. Thank you for joining. Leave us a review, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.